Welcome to the Pain Solutions Podcast. Dr. Wayne Fimister is a family physician with a special interest in chronic pain, whose passion is finding solutions for this epidemic problem facing one-third of the adult population. He is a clinical associate professor at the University of British Columbia in Canada and has developed one of the first online medical trigger point injection courses for doctors and nurse practitioners, a technique that is easily learned and implemented into the medical office of any doctor or nurse practitioner treating chronic pain. To get free access to Pain Solutions newsletter, blogs, and to register for his online course, simply register at www.waynefimister.com. On the podcast, Dr. Wayne brings together experts from various segments to share with you how they solve people's pain problems and how you can get this treatment too. And now, here's your host, Dr. Wayne Fimister. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the show. Today, my very special guest is Dr. George Grant. Welcome, Dr. Grant. Thank you so much, Dr. Wayne. It's really good to see you. You've been known as the caring doctor and you are a Canadian authority in the field of integrative and functional medicine. This amazing gentleman, everybody, is trained in a variety of different fields. He's a scientist, he's a professor, he's a chemist, he's a toxicologist, he's a nutritionist, he's a biofeedback specialist, stress management, and a pain specialist. So he's the perfect guy to have on the show. So welcome once again. So let's Thanks just go back, uh, Professor Grant. Just give us a little bit of background and what led you into this passionate field of helping people with chronic pain? Basically, when I was 18 years young, my mother passed away from heart disease and she failed her bypass operation. She had diabetes and she was in her early 40s. So the allopathic medicine and the surgery did not help her. So I was thinking at age 18, why I lost my mother? So I wanted to become a doctor, but after this episode, I do not want to do anything with medication operation. So I started to actually search and research to find out, could there anything happen to save my mother's? And when my father passed away in his early 60s, same thing happened again. So I study science, I study biochemistry, genetics, and a little later I study other sciences, biology, I study toxicology, I study microbiology, I study food science. And then I decided to study natural medicine. I started to focus on integrative medicine. It's the science of prevention, not intervention. It's the science of taking care of self-care better than crisis care. So our motto, Dr. Wayne, is very simple, is we care, we serve, we educate. We do not medicate, operate, irradiate, vaccinate, or irritate because of the you know, family history. And despite the fact that I have very bad genetics, I believe in the science called epigenetics. It's not just the genes that we have, it's how we express them. So happy to tell you that I'm 69.9, I'll be 70 next month, and I'm in good health. I mean, uh, nobody in four generations have lived beyond 61. And I have not seen my grandparents, never seen one of them. And I guess the science of epigenetics now, it's not just what you've got in terms of bad genes, it's how you actually deal with it. It's how you cope, how you prevent the disease, it's how you deal with integrative medicine and functional medicine and lifestyle medicine instead of just basically allopathic medicine, pill for every ill, operation for every disease. That's my short story for 69.9 years. <laughs> well, thank you for a very comprehensive summary there. There's two words that 
I'd like to dive into today that you've mentioned briefly. And just for our audience who may not know fully what that means, you said the word functional medicine. That's a word that's been used by several of my colleagues around North America who are trained in functional medicine. But yes. could you just tell our audience, what is that? Functional medicine focus on gut health. And gut health is really very important for us because if our bacteria is healthy, we are healthy. In fact, you know, Dr. Wayne, we are 90% bacteria. <laughs> we are 10% human. So if we just ignore the fact that we have bacteria living inside us to prevent immunity, to support our immune system, then we're missing the whole boat here. So I take probiotics, prebiotics. I take all of the stuff every single day to support my gut health. Functional medicine now is being studied more in clinics across the U.S. In fact, there's more functional medicine at Cleveland Clinic, leading clinic in the U.S., more than allopathic medicine now. And there's more focus on lifestyle medicine to focus on what we eat, what we don't eat, what's eating us, more than what medication that we need, the pill for every ill that we need to support our blood pressure, diabetes, heart attack, and so on and so forth. So functional medicine, integrative medicine, lifestyle medicine, Dr. Wayne, as you know, are the medicine of the future. And you are one of the leaders in this field, I'm sure. So this is why we focus on this. And if you look at my website, academyofwellness.com, and you focus on the section Wellness IQ, you will see that focus here is about functional medicine, integrative medicine, and lifestyle medicine, which is now what is being practiced by most of the visionary physicians like yourself, doctors, researchers, scientists. And I'm happy to tell you that I team up with Cleveland Clinic, Johns Hopkins, May Clinic, Harvard Medical School, and the International Pain Conference in Chicago. So I deal with these clinics, and we do research. I publish 250 papers. I'm not here to brag about my accomplishment, but I'm published 250 papers, written 13 books. I'm the senior editor of 13 journals. And I believe, like you believe, in prevention, not intervention. And I believe the world now, through this coronavirus, you know, panic and fear, we have to focus on, on prevention because there's no drug now approved for coronavirus. And by the way, I just let you know that I was a quarantine officer for Health Canada 10 years ago. I worked for Health Canada in Ottawa, Ontario, with the FDA and the CDC. So I'm speaking now from being a quarantine officer, dealt with H1N1, SARS virus. I was in charge of this through the government of Canada and also my colleagues at the FDA and CDC to deal with SARS, to deal with H1N1. And we did not have this massive hysteria we're going through right now because what controls us right now is fear. It's fear-based from the media, from all of the stuff. And I know it's a long answer to your questions about functional medicine, but it's really about prevention, not intervention. Because as you know, the virus is very heat sensitive and it spreads in the cold countries, not the hot countries. And it's simple, basic hygiene can destroy this virus without any fear. Simple uh, recommendations like taking 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day, 8,000 to 10,000 IU vitamin D3, zinc, to boost the immune system. Our focus now, Dr. Wayne, as you know, we're supposed to support our immune system, not to create fear and hysteria about this virus. And if we do that, we can create hope, not fear. We can create prevention, not intervention. I'm a microbiologist. I don't understand why is this all fuss about a small little virus that we cannot see that disrupt the economy, that <laughs> causes trillions of dollars of, of damage to our economy in, in every country now in the world, including you know, the US and Canada, and also Italy and, and China and all of those countries for things that 
that we can actually prevent <laughs> with simple hygiene. Wonderful. Well, thank you for your answer. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Really good. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and thank I loved you. how you tied in that word integrative medicine, functional medicine, yes. lifestyle medicine. You know, as you know, I embody this myself. And I found through the allopathic training, which for everybody just means your regular traditional yes. medical training, to find solutions for chronic pain. That's why we've got the podcast called The 21st Century Pain yes. Solutions. Yes. This is what it's about. And I think this is the core of it, you know. Yes. It is about prevention. And as you mentioned... I, I have a question to you, Dr. Wayne. Yeah, go for it. Why don't we have more visionary, enlightened doctors, scientists like you? Why don't we have that? Like, seriously, why we have physicians focusing now on prescribing anti-inflammatory and vaccination for somebody who have COVID-19 or coronavirus, which we know it does not work scientifically. Why don't we have more visionary, enlightened, more forward-thinking doctors, scientists like yourself? Yeah, I think we're trained by a system. Yes. And the system doesn't believe in the mind-body connection, which really yes. means we're human beings. It doesn't believe that we're human beings. It believes that we're machines yes. <laughs> with broken parts. If you've got a brain problem, you go to the neurologist. If you've got a gut problem, you go to a gastroenterologist. And the gastroenterologist doesn't talk about the mind because that's the psychologist and the psychiatrist or the counselor. Okay, so now we're dealing with systems. Like our body is based on healthy cells first to make healthy tissues, to make healthy organs, to make healthy systems. So this is how we build houses. We'll go foundation first and then walls and then roof. Now, why do we... Focus on systems first, which is the roof, and then organs, and then we ignore cells. I'm sorry. I think you got the right answer there, Dr. Wayne, but how do we get more people like you to turn the switch on and be more enlightened instead of having zombie healthcare system right now? Pill for every ill, surgery, our crowded hospitals right now cannot cope, not just with the corona COVD-19, but also diabetes, which is preventable, with heart attack, which is preventable. Why don't you focus on prevention, not intervention? <laughs> I would appreciate your insight on that. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, as you know, our pharmaceutical industry is from the 1950s. It changed the pattern of research in allopathic medicine. Yes. Because at that time, the research changed from psychosomatic medicine, which is kind of what we're talking about, the mind and the body connection. And there was about to be a breakthrough, but all the funds were rediverted. And amazing professors like Professor Gannon, who wrote the, you know, the amazing physiology textbook that you know, I used back in the day in med school. You know, he was a world leader at the time. But it's very interesting when you, because of the introduction of penicillin, which is a lifesaver, we all need that. Yes. And also the development of lab-based medicine. Yes. And then of interventional or investigation medicine, which is, you know, x-rays, I think, was in the 40s and then moved on to the CTs. And by the 1980s in Aberdeen in Scotland, what I trained, it was the MRI came out in 1981. And now yes. we've got a system of investigations, test, 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 test. It costs us yes. a fortune. Is it estimated grass, the U.S. gross national product will be 50% on healthcare? Is it something like five years time or 15 years time, something like that? It's like yes. we need to get back to the basics of everybody, ourselves, knows what to do to heal. We're a program of all we need to do is support it and yes. know about it. So I think 
what is needed, and this may take 30 years, or maybe with things like the coronavirus, maybe quicker, but at their ground level, because I'm hearing my students asking the professors and the specialists teaching them, well, what, tell me about nutrition yes. and cardiology. Yes. Finally, back to basics. Back to basics in supporting the cells. Healthy cells makes the healthy tissues to make healthy organs, to make healthy systems from the bottom up, not from the top down. That's common sense medicine. This is prevention, not intervention. 100% agreeing with you. But I think we need to clone you, Dr. Wayne. We need to make more copies of you <laughs> to replicate as fast as the corona COVID virus. To have hope, not fear, not panic. To have common sense approach, which is totally uncommon. Yes, it's, it's going to take, I don't know. I don't know. We, we need a shift. Maybe it's going to come from the public. You know, I love yes. the work of uh, Dr. David Hawkins in his book, Power Versus Force. Yes. You've read that, right? And how yes. this is the tipping point that yes. we need in numbers. And it's yes. a logarithmic scale, but, you know, it's not like you need X numbers for, to change the world, but you need so many people on the same page saying the same thing for the government to waken up. And maybe this is the gift of the corona. Maybe it's like yes. enough people on the planet saying, hey, guys, yes. it's not working. 100%. I look at the positive aspect of the corona, and exactly, I agree with you there. This could awaken the world to say, who am I? What can I do to prevent this? How can I survive this? How can I boost my immune system? I have never seen anything coming now to, for any advice to boost the immune system. And I had my, on my website, if you go to academyofwellness.com, I said, scientific recommendations to prevent against coronavirus and, and COVID-19. And I put this on the website publicly. I have a three doctor degree, as you know, I have three masters, three bachelors. Everything I'm basing this on is scientific, you know, base, not fear base, not panic base. So I agree with you 100% on that, 100%. It's, this, it's a possible way of this particular situation we're in right now. It could be an awakened moment. It could be also, we have to focus on PMS physical, mental, and spiritual awakening. Not having zombie thinking, because if we focus on the whole body, mind, and soul, maybe we have to focus on, on all of those aspects together, like what you said before. Maybe this is an awakening moment, and this is not a fear-based, it's not media, it's not government, because you cannot control this particular problem with martial law, with having everybody confined in a space. We're shutting down everything with declaring emergency. We've done this with the Spanish flu in 1918. If we learn anything from the past, <laughs> we've done this with H1N1. We've done this with SARS before. And I'm speaking as a quarantine officer from Health Canada and the FDA and the CDC. I'm not just an average scientist. <laughs> like yourself, you're very enlightened. So I hope this will be the awakened moment to think about prevention, not intervention. Basic hygiene. I mean... Have we started to wash our hands just like three months ago when this virus started? Or that was a common sense approach? Have we started to think about taking extra vitamin C and vitamin D and exposed to sunshine and fresh air, which did kill the Spanish flu in 1918? People who have been exposed to sunshine and fresh air survived, not that people confined in hospitals, confined their homes, indoor spaces where there is no sunshine, there is no fresh air. I'm sure you agree with me on this. <laughs> well, thank you for the history. Amazing. <laughs> I think we need a little bit of reminding 100 years on that fresh air and yes. sunshine 
helped fix that problem. Oh my gosh, that's just yes. amazing. I do hope, and I've been reflecting as well on the positivities yes. of the corona. And yes, it's horrendous for so many people. And But at the same time, our vulnerability equals our opportunity. And our opportunity is to do it different. And yes. as you say, I, I'm just going to repeat what you've said. You know, vitamin C, 5,000 milligrams, sorry. Milligrams. Yes, vitamin E3, 8,000 to 10,000 IU per day. It's sunshine and vitamins. This is what actually helped people in 1918 to reverse the Spanish flu pandemic. And if we get out of our houses and expose sunshine and expose to fresh air and take extra vitamin D, because if we live indoor, we do not get sunshine, especially in cold Canada (laughs) or in cold climate, then we need to take this 8,000. I know most physicians recommend 800, not 8,000. And by the way, some of my colleague or physician, they say this is 8,000, 10,000 toxic dose. Let me tell you, I'm a toxicologist. I taught toxicology. The toxic dose for vitamin D is 200,000 IU over two years daily and not a single case reported in the literature, toxicological literature of any death from 150,000, 200,000 IU. So 8,000 to 10,000. By the way, Dr. Wayne, I take myself 20,000 IU per day of vitamin D. I mean, as you can see, I'm still alive and kicking. I'm 70. My clients tell me I look 60. Okay. And I have very bad genes from both parents and grandparents. So no chance of dying or afraid to die from toxicity from vitamin D3. I can tell you with absolute confidence, scientific-based evidence, that 8 to 10,000 is not going to kill anybody. Okay. And 5,000 IU vitamin C. I'm Linus Pauling recommended 30 grams of vitamin C per day, which is 30,000. I'm not going to that extent. I'm going to 5,000 because we need to boost our immune system. And I want your, your viewers also to watch how we can actually activate the thymus, which is in the middle of our chest. This thymus in the middle of our chest right here is the, really the control of the immune system. So people have to understand how to actually tap and do the AFT tapping on the immune system every day. So exactly, and that will activate T cells and NK cells to to combat just not the corona, any virus. If some of your viewers or listeners do not think that this tapping, AFT tapping is not scientific, I ask them to basically review the literature. I ask them to see the literature review. Everything I'm sharing with you is evidence-based. As I told you, I published 250 papers and tapping on the thymus every single day will actually help us to combat any problem because it actually activates the immune system, T cells, NK cells, and, and B cells. Simple technique. How long do we tap it for? Three times a day for about two minutes. It does not take that long. We can do even massaging the, the chest like this and doing like this, like almost like Dr. King Kong. Okay. <laughs> Dr. King Kong. <laughs> okay, I'm tapping my chest now. Excellent. That's wonderful. Okay. We need to teach our clients this. By the way, when my clients come and see me in the office, no more handshaking. They just say, hi, Dr. Grant. How are you? <laughs> so, and we do elbow to elbow to prevent any potential spread. And we have the natural hand sanitizer in the clinic. So we make sure that we're not the cause for vehicle of transmission. We make sure that they understand how to prevent this and how to do everything possible themselves. Because if each one of us, scientists, doctors, be proactive in this and give them the message of hope, and boost the immune system, then we would actually control and flatten this curve scientifically. But instead of going up, we're going to flatten it to go down within, I would say, six weeks. Finally, this one also will pass. And we need more enlightened doctors, enlightening physicians like yourself, people who can share the message of hope.
the message of prevention instead of intervention. Well, Dr. Grant, it's been an amazing chat today. Thank you so much for your passion for science and you know, understanding why we are in the way we are in our medical system and, and how we can change it. And it goes back to very simple, basic principles of one cell at a time. And, you know, we've got these 30 trillion bacteria and other bugs in our guts that are literally running the show. And when we eat a healthy diet, when we eat a low inflammatory diet, when we take our vitamins and minerals, as you said, vitamin C, 5,000 units, vitamin D up to 10,000 or 8 to 10,000 a day and zinc. Zinc is what, 20 milligrams from my memory? 20 to 30 milligrams to boost the immune system. I guarantee you, Dr. Wayne, if your viewers and listeners go to academyofwellness.com, go to the section Wellness IQ, and complete that section, they will learn what they need to eat, what they should not eat, and what's eating them for stress. And if every one of your viewers listen and do this survey, I'm sure you would agree with me, that we can actually flatten this, not just this virus, any virus or any pandemic coming in the present or in the future. If we focus on what we eat, what we don't eat, what's eating us, become fully hydrated, doing the deep belly breath every hour. Could you believe, Dr. Wayne, that 80% of my clients do not know how to breathe? They breathe from the chest, not from the belly. Diaphragm breathing oxygenates the brain. Our brain needs oxygen to function and it needs glucose. We need to eat more vegetables, seven to eight servings per day. We need to eat two to three servings of fruits. We need to avoid any sugar in any form. No sugar, no high fructose corn syrup, no soda, of course. I mean, if anybody drinks soda in this time and age, they are true zombies. I'm telling you right now. I mean, we should have a ban <laughs> on soda and anything that has sugar because that actually weakens the immune system. You agree with me on this, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So we should spread this message all over the world. People have to stop sugar, soda, white flour, white bread. We should reverse celiac. We should have the gut-to-brain connection because we have more serotonin in the gut than the brain. I mean, if any physician, any scientist disagree with that, they should go back to medical books and read like yourself, become more enlightened and turn the switch on because this is what we need to do right now to focus on prevention, basic common sense, which is unfortunately very uncommon. How can common sense be so uncommon in this day of crisis? Because we're living in a media hype, government control. Like if they really want to impose martial law and confine everybody in the home and stop travel and stop all of this, the economy will suffer greatly. I mean, there's no government can save the world from this. But you and I can actually help them to see what we can do here collectively to offer the message of hope to reverse this crisis. Well, on that note, thank you so much. It'd be great <laughs> to talk to you again. Thank you, Dr. Wayne. Anytime. Thank you so much. We'll let you know when this is live on the air. And sure. you keep being awesome and doing what you do. Hope to meet you in person soon. We're in Toronto. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Bye for now.